0: Welcome to episode 69 of the X-Files Retrospective Podcast, released through Bureau 42. I'm your host, Blaine Dowler. Life got in the way last week, so I didn't have a standalone podcast for Babylon, so this week I'm doing Babylon and My Struggle 2 in combination. The original air dates were February 15th and 22nd of 2016, and this wraps up the six-episode season 10 that was recently commissioned. Both episodes were written and directed by Chris Carter. Babylon introduces Lauren Ambrose as Agent Einstein. She's also known for Six Feet Under, Can't Hardly Wait, Sleepwalk With Me, Psycho Beach Party, and Torchwood Miracle Day. We see Robbie Amell as Agent Miller, also known for The Duff, The Tomorrow People, Max, The Hunters, and as Ronnie Raymond on The Flash. His character is named after David Duchovny's son in real life. Artin John is in here as Shiraz. He's had a lot of small and uncredited roles in known properties, such as Arrow, Supernatural, iZombie, and Lucifer, but a lot of those roles don't even have names. It's Unicop or, you know, guy on corner kind of thing. As a quick synopsis of the episode, it opens with a very sympathetic view of an Arab American facing racism everywhere he goes in Texas. And he meets up with a friend, they greet each other with peaceful greetings, they head to a museum, walk in, and shortly after it explodes. Turns out this sympathetic Arab American who's facing all this racist diatribe actually was a terrorist. As we learn when Agents Miller and Einstein Come down to see Mulder and Scully in Mulder's office. There's a lot of callbacks to the very first episode here with Nobody Down Here But The FBI's Most Unwanted, which was the first line Mulder spoke to Scully in the pilot. Miller and Einstein themselves, you know, if you were to actually take The X Files and reboot it instead of relaunching it with the original cast, they're exactly the types who might be cast as Mulder and Scully today. And it's very much the same dynamic between them where Miller believes in. Extraterrestrial and supernatural phenomenon because of his personal life experiences. Einstein is very much a doctor and very much a skeptical scientist. So there's some humor to be found in that. Mulder and Scully end up going behind each other's backs in a variety of ways to work with these guys after they leave to try and find a way to communicate with this terrorist who has somehow survived but is in a coma. And Scully has some science based reasons that she wants to experiment with, discussing it with Miller, while Mulder has an idea that he wants to discuss with Einstein, involving taking some magic mushrooms and trying to communicate on another plane. That actually does work, which is surprising, because Einstein actually gave him a placebo and not actual magic mushrooms. But while he's on the ensuing drug trip, he receives communication from the terrorist. The implication of the episode is that the terrorist actually is somewhat telepathic and reaching out to others, Mulder, his mother, so forth. So he felt like he was talked into something, and he chickened out at the last minute. So it was actually his partner who blew it up. This terrorist didn't go through with it. So he brought the bomb in there, could blow it up, and was ready to leave without actually harming anyone. So this episode seems to send a bit of a mixed message, you know, starting off in the first few seconds with a message about tolerance and failure to judge, and then, oh yeah, judge away, and then at the end getting a bit more sympathetic. Mulder's drug trip was amusing for the first few seconds, but on Fortunately, lasted several minutes. All in all, it wasn't a terrible episode, but not as good as what we've already seen so far this season. And similar comments can be made about my struggle too, which takes place in a mixture of Washington and South Carolina. This one has a brief guest appearance by Julian Christopher as Oscar Griffiths. Christopher was in X Men Three: Elozium, Exorcism of Emily Rose in 88 minutes. It's mostly notable because his character is named after Julian Anderson's son in real life. So this goes back to some of the plot threads that started in the relaunch of the miniseries with a lot of the same characters, you know, Joel McHale as Tad O'Malley and so forth. It dials a little bit more into the smallpox vaccine manipulation, and we get reintroduced to Annabeth Gish as Monica Reyes, who we haven't talked about in the main podcast because she didn't actually show up until late season eight in the main series. Now, the science here is very shaky, even for the X-Files. They pay some lip service to the differences between live and inert vaccines but they don't write the episode as though they actually understand it, talking about how all these vaccines are going to get us sick. Well, most vaccines have the dead versions of the viruses that cannot infect anybody. It's just enough for your immune system to recognize and learn how to deal with it. We also get a sudden viral epidemic because the smallpox vaccine components disable part of the immune system and only alien DNA can protect us. From what I've seen online, the component of the DNA that gets disabled actually is a critical part of the immune system, so if that does get disabled, this could very well happen as we're seeing it here. Now, the cigarette smoking man already offered Reyes a deal and gave her immunity, and she's been working for him for the last 10 years. He'd already given it to Skelly during her abduction, and now he's offering it to Mulder, although Mulder would rather die than work with this guy. Miller does manage to find Mulder by tracking his phone in the midst of this epidemic. Mulder's been missing the entire episode. I don't know why the FBI didn't think to search for his phone up until this point, but anyway, that's how he is found. Scully does manage to reach him with a vaccine derived from her own alien DNA, but the episode ends on a cliffhanger before it's fully resolved. This one left me cold for a few reasons. Part of it is the lack of understanding of the medicine involved, even though there were a couple of doctors listed in the credits. I don't know how much input they had or how... Influential they were and how satisfied they were with the finished product. I'm also finding it a little bit questionable because up to this point, the episodes of The X Files, even though big things have happened, it's been done in such a way that they could be happening in the world outside our window as part of the real world. Whereas what we're seeing here with the full scale epidemic is not something that could be ignored. So this is the first time it's sort of diverging from the visible history of our own timeline. I'm also not sure I'm happy with them ending on a resolution when the show has not been. renewed for season 11. Now, granted, we've had unresolved stories before, but never ones that involved the long-term health and safety of the leads when no future episodes were guaranteed. Although, I'm also assuming Fox wouldn't allow this ending unless they were open to a season 11, and they have publicly said that they have. But it's very clear the filmmakers were hoping for an 11th season, and I just didn't find this cliffhanger all that satisfying. Another reason for that is because we have official season 10 and 11 comics that have been published by Dark Horse. The writing and art are very well done. They were approved by Chris Carter, and they are now plainly contradicted by what we see this week. So they went out of their way to make this deal and say, yeah, the X-Files is continuing in comic form, just as Dark Horse has done with Buffy and Angel and, you know, Firefly and so forth. Other companies have done it with Charmed and other series. Well, this one just gets pitched out the window. So whether or not we even covered in the podcast as I had originally planned, since it was officially canon at the time, is kind of in question so that's something we can throw to a vote when the time comes. That's a few years down the road. But that's what I have to say now about Babylon and my struggle too. This podcast will return on Tuesday, March 15th with Grotesque. Just been by myself a little bit of time to get ahead because of the other podcasts and personal commitments I have going on, so it's going to be a little over two weeks for the next one, but hopefully the string of weekly episodes will sort of help ease that. And the voting for how we handle Millennium, whether we integrate it with the podcast or do it after the podcast for the X-Files is done. That voting is still open. Votes can be sent to bureau42podcasts at gmail.com. You can also rate this in any of the shows you listen to on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever podcatcher you use. It really does help the shows get noticed. I strongly encourage you to do so for all the shows you listen to. And finally, thank you for listening. Intro and outro music is Outside Pool Side by Laswell, created under the Creative Commons license. All other content is copyright 2016, Bureau 42. Please feel free to send any comments or feedback to Bureau42Podcasts at gmail.com or leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you for listening.